I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus remains Lord over all and in all that we go through. It doesn't matter the circumstances that we find ourselves under, but he remains Lord. Let us present this session to our Lord. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for the privilege to share together and to fellowship together, O oh Lord, as we remember the death of Christ, where our salvation comes from, O oh God. A death that he had to die, not because he was a sinner, but because of the love that propelled him to. And today we are partakers of all that he died for. Thank you, O oh God, for salvation. Thank you for the gift of life. For no one else can boast of their works, but it is entirely your doing. In the mighty name of Jesus, the hour has come. Speak to our hearts, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So the theme of the conference is redeemed through the cross. When I heard of the theme, it made me look back. It made me think about the basics of my salvation. I don't know what comes to your mind when we talk about redemption, but as for me, it was all about Christ, where I got born again, and where I am today. And it makes me celebrate even the more that I do not speak as an outsider, but I speak to someone who has had a taste of the salvation. And so, let us dig deep in our hearts this day as to what this really means to us. Now, we often hear about redemption and we often talk about redemption, but we really think about what it means. If we had to explain it to the next person, if we had to explain it to a child, how would we break it down? How much do we understand of this redemption? Redeemed through the cross. So, there are obviously a lot of things that that are encompassed by that word redeemed. But I have chosen to focus on redemption as deliverance and redemption as an act of saving. And when we move from that um, deliverance and saving, we move from a premise of one who is in bondage, of one who is enslaved. And so we are going to try and unpack what this slavery or this bondage is all about. Let us look at why we needed to be redeemed. We were saved or delivered from sin, from Satan, and the curse of the law. If we look in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23 to verse 24, it reads as follows. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And so we have to acknowledge that none of us was born pure. That actually each and every one of us was born in sin and is a sinner. And therefore we are a human being or a people who is in need of this redemption. Verse 24 goes on to say that, and we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. To this bondage of sin that we find ourselves in, there is no other salvation except redemption that is in Christ. So Paul puts it so well. He says it is a gift. It is not a matter of works. It is not about you having end this salvation. So no one can boast that they worked hard for it. He says it is a gift. Let us look at the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 16 to verse 22. It reads as follows. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, either sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, to, uh, obedience which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves to sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which are now, you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and ends to eternal life. So here we get that sense that we were slaves to sin at one point. And so for as long as you are not born again, you are a slave to this sin. A slave is defined as a person who is a legal property of another, forced to obey them. I want us to understand the depth of what sin does to a person. When you are a slave to sin, you do not own yourself. You are forced to obey and do that which is not in your will to do. I want us to understand that sin is cruel, that sin is ugly, that sin is unpleasant, that it is shameful, that sin rips you off of your dignity. And that is what we were enslaved to. When you look at those who are not born again, most of the things that they do, they wish they could stop. They wish 
they were in control of their emotions. They wish they were in control of their passions and their, desire, and their desires. But sin has a hold on them. As much as they want out of the drugs, as much as they want out of those cigarettes, as much as they want out of that abusive nature, they can't because they are in bondage. And until they accept the Redeemer in their lives, they remain enslaved to the sin. And that is why we needed to be redeemed. No one else could pay the price except Jesus. We were enslaved to sin. Another reason why we needed to be redeemed is that the wages of sin is death. Let's look at Romans, the very same book, but verse 23. It reads as follows. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin does not lead to life. One is eternally doomed if they are not redeemed of their sin or redeemed from sin. The redeemed in Christ are not concerned about their physical death. As a matter of fact, death is gain to those who have been redeemed. So the wages of sin is death. If it was not for Christ, we would be heading for death as we speak. Let us look at the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 18. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. It reads as follows. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. In the Amplified, it puts it like this. For God does not overlook sin. And so when people continue to reject the gospel on the basis that God is love and a loving God cannot punish sin or cannot punish the people who created, they are, being, they are misleading themselves because God is both righteous and he is also just. In his just, he needs to punish sin. He cannot overlook sin. And that is why it was important for us to be redeemed. This clearly states that he does not overlook sin. He will punish sin. His wrath will be revealed to those who continue to live in sin and reject, his, and reject him for who he is as our Savior. It is therefore important that we see this redemption as a need in our lives, not as a by-the-way thing. Sin eats away from our relationship with Christ it eats away from our fellowship with him. As a matter of fact, for those who are not born again, they cannot claim any fellowship with him. For he is a righteous God 
and cannot in any way relate to sin. Redeemed through the cross. That is the theme of this conference. And let us continue to labor on it. We have spoken and looked at redemption. Let us look at how we are redeemed. We are redeemed through the cross. I want us to notice that it is not every blood that is shed on the cross that will bring redemption in our lives. It is not every man who is crucified that will set us free from sin, from Satan, or the curse of the law. When Christ hung on that cross, on his right and on his left were two criminals. But it is not their blood that saves us. It is not their blood that has power to redeem. It had to be Christ who is God, the one who is pure, who, is, who was found to be without sin. Even now, people continue to be crucified, but it is not their crucifixion that brings redemption in our lives. The power was not on the cross, but in him who was being crucified. And so it was all about Jesus. And even today, we continue to point at Jesus as the Redeemer. In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 29, John puts it clearly. He says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is not any one who takes away the sin of the world. It is Christ himself. John says, The Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. And nothing has changed even this day. We continue to say to the world, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is only Jesus who is able to redeem us. Let us look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. It reads as follows. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. It summarizes our theme and summarizes this redemption that we are talking about this day. In him, we have redemption. It is in him. It cannot be outside Christ. It has to be in Christ that we have redemption. 
and he talks about the forgiveness of our trespasses also found in Jesus. It is not the pastors of this world or whosoever we have, the clergies of this world whom we think have the power, but it is in Christ. It says here, according to his riches, to the riches of his grace, and so he is rich in grace as Lord. And let us take advantage of those riches. Through his blood, we have been redeemed. The blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. He paid the price and ransomed us, as it is said in the book of Mark chapter 10, Verse 45. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It reads as follows. For even the Son of Man came not to be saved, but to saved, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He paid the price. I like how Wayne Grudem summarizes this issue on redemption and Christ being the ransom. I quote, he says, A ransom is a price paid to redeem someone from bondage or captivity. If we ask to whom the ransom was paid, we realize that the human analogy of a ransom payment does not fit atonement of Christ in detail. He goes on to say that though we were in bondage to sin and to Satan, there was no ransom paid either to sin or Satan himself. For they do not have the power to demand payment nor was Satan the one whose holiness was offended by sin and who required penalty to be paid for sin. In the human nature, or as you watch movies, you will realize that the one who has the power to say how much should be paid is the one who is holding hostage, the person who has to be redeemed. But unfortunately, in this case, even though we were enslaved to sin, it was not Satan who could demand what had to be paid. It was not sin that could demand what had to be paid. It was God himself who decided that the ultimate price was going to be paid by Jesus. Redemption was not necessary until God himself decided I will redeem my people. And there became a necessity to redeem his people because he is a man of his word and he keeps his word. Hallelujah. And so today I want us to celebrate our redemption. I want us to celebrate our freedom. But in celebrating our freedom and our redemption, 
let us not take loosely what happened on the cross in order for us to be redeemed. Let us not take lightly that God himself left the throne to come and die for humanity. And it is in that blood, it is in that death and his resurrection that we continue to declare salvation even this day. Let us take our salvation seriously. Paul says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. So we cannot take lightly what Christ did on the cross this day or any other day. So every day for us in this world matters to glorify the king and to do all for his kingdom. Let us close our eyes and pray and thank God for salvation. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the finished works of Calvary, for what you did for us that we could not have done for ourselves, that no one else could have done it but you. Father, forgive us where we seem to take lightly what happened on the cross. Forgive us, O Lord, this day. Help us to live each day in acknowledgement of what happened on the cross of Calvary, of all that God that you had to sacrifice for us to be yours again. In the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we pray for those that are still lost, that may you speak to their hearts this day, that may you open their hearts to see the need for salvation. The greatest need that this world has is Christ. It is not the riches of this world. It is you, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank you. Redeemed through the blood. Amen.